This week on This Galarian Life, Mothul is brought into the loop. Oh, um, you, you two went into conflict with Kosara. Yeah. And she ran away. Um, tail, literal tail between oh, her legs. How oh, droll. And strategies to win the war are discussed. My goodness, I'm a war priest. I'm very. Where was I then? <laughs> I, was a, I had a whole different name, Derek. I don't. Meanwhile, the heist goes on. This is 27 hit to touch AC. Fucking course it does. Now for the other one's attack, there's a 26 hit to touch AC. A fucking course it does! <laughs> but maybe things should have been planned a little bit better. Uh, okay, first attack is a 19, oof. Uh, that's not gonna hit. That's it's a also one. a natural one. Jesus Christ, I stabbed myself in the dick. Do they even know each other well enough to work as a team? Why do you have a great sword but your token is fist? I think you did damage damage. My, my token is sexy hitmonchan. Listen. Find out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this Galarian life. It is your DM Derek, and I just wanted real quick to talk about these little interludes we do in between books. While I'm editing these episodes, I always think about what a uh, not difficult position I put the other GMs in, but what an extra level of. Uh, work they have to do preparing for a game and also having me interject with plot stuff I need them to get done and my own bits I do at the front and back of each episode so I just want to thank Sam for this one Jeff for our little dwarf adventure Lucy for the initial jaunt into the area of Aridin's temple these little breaks I hope are fun for the audience. It gives kind of a new perspective, new ideas on how to GM a game, how to look at things from different angles. And it, I mean, it gives me ideas of what I can do, obviously, but it also kind of lets me get into a more relaxed headspace as I prepare for book five or other books as we've done before. I tend to put a lot of emphasis on end of the game boss fights as the books go on, uh, whether that be trying to sneak in clues about what the fight might be or just making sure I have the best general idea of a strategy uh, to make the fight both fun and difficult. But when I fixate on that, I tend to ignore the preparation for the start of the new book. So having these little interludes gives me a chance to do that. On your own games, if you ever are feeling worn out or burnt out, good way to handle that is just getting one of your friends at your table who may have GM'd before and just either giving them just have them run a one shot or a two shot or a three shot maybe even a different setting but they could totally do something that's happening on in the background of your game and you can work those plots and those characters even though you don't necessarily write them you can write them into the game as it goes along so I, I, f I feel like some of our best content, our best stories, come from some of these interludes. So I think it's just an interesting way to handle things. Uh, I don't really have much to say after that. Just, you know, typical stuff. Check out the links in the description below to see our social media. Uh, check out our Patreon page. It really does help when people donate. Um, yeah, but... Uh, not much more to say on this introduction. I hope if you like the idea for interludes, you try it in your own game. And I hope you like the, how we handle it and how we do it. But we'll just jump right into the episode. 
Presenting Episode 113 Palace Heist For the first time in almost two years, Prince Gorm Greathammer leaves the walls of Grogadon. We find him in a military yurt. About, <laughs> yurt. Yeah, that's a funny word. Okay, so there's a tent, and in the tent, uh, at the back lines of the uh, ceasefire of the Molthenu troops, we find a large military commander's tent. Not a yurt this time. Although, did you know yurt is actually just tent spelled backwards? No, that's not there. No, yurt is how the cool kids nowadays say yogurt. <laughs> well, actually, yep. if it's yogurt, yurt. it's gurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bounce some gurt at, at school. <laughs> Which raises some questions about the uh, RPG game GURPS. You know if you spell Derek backwards, it spells bitch. <laughs> True. Yeah, I went to high school, Sam. Everybody <laughs> told me that every day. <laughs> actually, Derek and bitch is actually a palindrome. That was a very Bye. Military tent. Inside the tent, we find Prince Great Hammer uh, making a plea to a imperial governor of Molthun, uh, Mr. Markwin Teldis, high commander of the Molthuni Imperial Army. Outside the tent are several Krogadani guards along with two or three spec op units, or spec op uh, soldiers, just in case things break down. Uh, but inside the tent, flanking Great Hammer are, of course, Teresia and Penny. Penny's the most <laughs> diplomatic, and Teresia doesn't trust Penny to be alone. No, that's not it at all. In fact, well, I think it's completely if fair. If there's talking to be done, you should be the one to do it, Penny, after all. Thank you. Great Hammer is leading the conversation. Thank you, Mr. Teldus, for uh, this ceasefire. Hopefully, at the end of it, uh, we can come to an understanding and move on from this. Uh, you see. Some of the information that led to the start of this conflict turns out to be incorrect. So, so my people have told me what exactly, what exactly went on. Two years ago, there was a break-in into our vaults, and all signs pointed to it being uh, units from Canaret. And we sent a diplomatic mission to the city. They were intercepted by one of your. Uh, your head diplomat, and uh, only one escaped without being murdered instantly. So we took that as a sign of war, and you know the story from there. Yes, that a uh, diplomat no longer, uh, let's say, works for the government. You see, the rule, the job of the head diplomat is not to immediately murder anybody who comes across. So that issue, of course, has been taken care of. But what do you mean that none of this actually? means anything. These two behind me might be able to uh, elucidate that information a little bit more. Penny, Teresia? Of course. Teresia, let you take it away. Oh, uh, very good. Um, oh, goodness. So, yes, I thought I would come along as I'm not from Kragadon nor Malthoon. I could perhaps be an independent voice. My adventuring party and I, in an exploration of the Dwarven, well, not Undercity. Um, Penny, what's the word for a tomb, but the fancy... Oh, sepulchre? No, what's the word they used? 
Anyway, <clears throat> we were exploring the Vault of Ascension, perhaps looking for clues regarding the war between these two nations. And, well, we found very strong evidence that, in fact, members of the Iron Fang Legion were actually behind the attacks and the theft of dwarven artifacts. And, well, that seems to check out with what I know of this conflict so far. I have fought plenty of Iron Fang, sir, but I have not fought a single Malthuni yet, and God's willing, I will not. Well, then if this is true, then why, Mr. Great Hammer, why did you automatically assume it was just Malthoon? Yes, well, maybe, maybe that, that should be made clear. The diplomats did go to your nation, and they did end up dying by one of your leaders, or people of power there. So what assumption should have this king made, or this prince, rather? Do well, tell. Yes, let me, let me butt in for a moment. Uh, Get your butt out of your corp. For the first part, uh, at that time, uh, the Iron Fang Legion was not separate from the Molthoni government, but even then, uh, these two found evidence that the evidence we initially discovered was falsely planted by the Iron Fang. So, put two and two together, there's no direct indication that the Iron Fang were involved until there was a deeper deeper look into things that involved murdering a ghost. And at that time, even if there was evidence for it being the Iron Thing, we would have assumed that was part of your government anyway. Now, knowing what we know, two years later, with the Iron Thing very clearly splitting off and raging war in Nirmathos, we just ask for a peace treaty. Moving on, so we can help our friends to the north deal with threat. Of course, <clears throat> we understand your all's uh, traditional conflicts with Nermathos, but we feel this stable Nermathos probably would be beneficial for both of us. Yes, yes. Actually, if what I've been told, and the Iron Fangs have magic artifacts on their side, it would be very dangerous indeed for us to go to war with them whereas just fighting a bunch of roughnecks in the woods be easy do you two think should should we back off oh yes okay peace treaty it is i think you should array your forces against the iron fang because whatever they have planned is bad (laughs) i'm with tarazi on this and i don't agree on a lot but for the safety of your people and your people it would seem you two uh Either one, an insurrection, and the other, a group that is, well, attacking, even put to siege, or started uh, the idea of putting a siege on this place, and obviously defending siege, but... And you two say you've actually fought them? Yes, I oh, yeah. one of their leaders. What was, what was her name? Oh, the Minotaur at the Battle of Longshadow. That was the same day you made me lose a tooth. Uh, yes, it? yes, it was quite the day. Oh, you, um, you, you two went to conflict with Kosorok. Indeed. Yeah. And she ran away. Oh. Tail, literal tail between her legs. Oh, oh, oh. droll. Droll. Uh, that's what we used to... Uh, we used to call her old hide-and-seek back in the War Academy. That's funny. This is probably why she revolted against your country. <laughs> oh. What's the guy's title again that we're talking to? The uh, he is the Imperial Governor of Malthoon, Territorial Governor of Canarate, and High Commander of the Malthuni Imperial Army. Oh, so you're like the general, okay. Uh, I guess I guess Teresia would lean a little bit closer to him. She knows a little bit about Malthuda Nermathos from, you know, 
and sir, I will say that if I had to choose a nation that was easier to take territory from, it would definitely be the ones controlled by uh, what you call them, roughnecks in the woods, than uh, mm, you yes. know, magically empowered hobgoblins and beast races. Any sort of in- inclination on what the Iron Thing wants out of Nermathos? Seems like such a backwards place for them to be attacking. Maybe Why it's not? just the easiest place for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're just, you know, trying to find a place. After <laughs> all, in their own country, they're being called hide and seek, right? <laughs> well, the Minotaur was. Yeah. I'm sure you treat the other races just as well. Eh, sometimes. Now, Penny, we need to respect their laws and customs. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> I'm just saying that's why, of course, the cities, their uh, nation split in half. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You have to, you have to, she's been having alcohol with her Valium. It's a whole thing. Don't worry. More, no, more like alcohol withdrawals. Valium no. still covered, though. <laughs> All right, um, let's get this war started. But, but any, any inclination of a larger scheme, do they just want money? Do they want resources? Probably land and water. Well, why don't we just let them have it? Oh, yes. Are you going to give them a piece of your land, or are you going to sequester a slice of Nirmathos? Either way. Well, the second way. I Here's the thing. I don't know you very well. Uh, if another one of my group is here, I, I do know her, and if you were to suggest that she advocate to sequester off a piece of land of her country to another group, just because eh, you feel like it, the Malthoon feel like it, She'd have punched you, your majesty or imperialness or whatever. She seems like quite the hobgoblin racist. <laughs> can can you tell me if I'm going to go back and suggest another military venture of a bit larger scale than taking over a sky citadel? I need to know as much as I can. Uh, what exactly does this artifact they're using do? It allows them... It- enter an extra planar travel. That's how they're able to transport their troops so quickly. Mm-hmm. So, they, so they can just plane shift back and back and forth between anywhere. Oh, more can. so than that. They can plane shift massive obsidian towers onto the battlefield and use them as mobile fortresses. That's what occurred in Longshadow during the siege there. Luckily, again, we were able to push them back through the obsidian portal and blow up the strip. By no means an easy fight, and we were quite lucky to have caught them on so early. So the trick of this is cutting off their means of travel. Right, I assume that these, all of these towers go to the same place, wherever that is. I don't know if you have any ideas. I don't know what the competency level of your spy network is. Well, you all do know, because you were told by the king five episodes ago. Five episodes? My goodness. I'm a war priest. I'm very... Where was I then? I I had a whole different name, Derek. I don't... (laughs) Devastating. Uh, Yeah, that was a different person. (laughs) Uh, so, so you all know that they basically there is a citadel in the plane of Earth known as the Onyx Citadel. Oh, I got it! I got it! Okay, okay. So basically, they yeah, there's now. like roads from there. I'm just kidding. I do know that your <laughs> network hadn't found anything because we found it. Uh, the they have a fortress maybe with inroads on the plane of Earth, and so I guess a quick hop and a skip there and. Um, Dealing with that should be uh, the win we need. Yes, um, tell us from our research, there's this item, the Onyx Key, is 
uh, multiple parts. The outer ring allows you basically split it up and it creates towers from the plane and just travel back and forth. Uh, but the central key, the sodonic shard, is allows access directly to the onyx citadel. So presumably that's where the bigwigs, the generals, the higher lieutenants are hiding out unless they're needed. So you need, you need, in order to actually end this permanently, we would need to take them out at this citadel, correct? Yes, and if you could spare one, a scroll of plane shift would be lovely. Oh, I'd recommend a scroll of gate, Penny, if we're going to do this right. Scroll of gate? That is a very powerful scroll, Teresia. You know not of what you speak. You have UMD. You'll be fine, Penny. I do. I don't need UMD. I'll be able to cast it just fine. I just know that a scroll of plane shift, something I can cast. Instead of casting it, I could put it into my spellbook and cast it more than once. Great hammer uh, breaks in. Actually, from what we all understand of this, and obviously, Lightbrand is still doing research. It seems like the only way into the Citadel is actually with the Onyx Key. Oh, so we just need to find one then? Well, find it, yes. Well, can't we go and find one of these towers and go into it? Yes. Mark Wynn says, um, I'll make you a deal. You do whatever research you can. Try to find the key, or the sardonic shard, and I'll return home with my people. Leave you be. I will work to gather a war party of people from Morthun. A great hammer if you do the same thing, where people you trust in Nirmathos will be back in a few weeks' time, and we can discuss this further. If we, if you all could somehow gain access to the shard that would be perfect but I guess we'll make do from here we can't let Nirmathos fall to the Iron Fang we, can't yeah, let, we obviously can't let Krogodon fall I think for the region it would be best if we work this one out together so we'll return home we'll see you in a few weeks I guess it was nice seeing you thank you tell Jacques I say hello <laughs> I curtsy Oh, he's dead. He's an excellent lay. <laughs> oh, why? He, he fucked the general. Oh, he <laughs> Just kidding. Although, Teresia. What? Tell Samana I say hi. Alright, I rolled a hit. Um, <laughs> here's the question. Finally. Here's the meta question, okay? Do you need the Onyx Key both to enter and leave that realm? I thought the Onyx Key summoned a tower and you could walk through the tower. So, so the Onyx Key is the whole thing. Uh, it has several shards. Right. Okay. A shard so of the Onyx Key. So do you need a shard to enter or leave? Uh, a, a shard implanted in the ground creates a tower that connects itself to the Onyx Citadel. So a normal, traditional, one of the like six or seven shards, uh, it just creates a permanent pathway to and from, but then you can pull up the shard and make the tower go away. And <clears throat> I guess you can like mentally destroy them as well. So you can just basically slay like if the shards like attuned to you, I guess you can just say tower go away. So what you're saying uh, is we don't actually need to kill any more Iron Fang. We can hypothetically just steal seven shards and they be trapped forever. Just hypothetically. I'm kind of. I mean, how well can you grow crops on the plane of Earth or wherever the fuck this place is? Oh, not at all. 
Um, There's like no water there. Also, no sun. But the uh, this so all the all all those shards are like onyx black. But there is one called the sardonic shard that is like the base shard. It can't be used to grow a tower, but it can be used, uh, maybe placed in an existing tower to augment the power, allowing it to open up a stone road to the citadel itself. So the sardonic shard is the path to the citadel itself. So that could either be on the plane of Earth or outside of it with one of the generals who are currently on the material plane in order to get back. So if the current holder is on the material plane, then they would presumably have it. So I guess... So uh, Lightbrand right now is researching divination methods, he's told you, to try to figure out where it is. So he's working on that. Uh, But presumably if you could coax whoever out who would have it and then get it from them, then you have access to getting to the Onyx Citadel. You all make your way back to Kroganon and Lightbrand meets you at the entrance. And he says, I, I, I think I've discovered a way to do what you all need me to do. But before we do that, in the middle of the Fangwood Forest. I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative. Oh, God, we need to fight. You have just had four Will of the Wisps pop out of nowhere as you go deeper into the cavern. Uh, towards what you hope to be the vault, where the sword resides, in which you are going to replace Faze. Oh, garbage. Look at these rolls. Well, look at Sam roll. Williams, stop looking at YouTube and look at what Sam rolled. <laughs> I, I fucking saw it, and that's why I was saying, well, 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 look where the homophobia is now. <laughs> What a great combo of rolls there. Good job. I heard these will have a plus 13 to initiative. They do. Well, they are very small in all decks. They have popped out of invisibility or kind of hovering near all of y'all. Uh, yeah. Congratulations on dying, everybody. Yeah, it's going to be a TPK. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you know, that we can retcon because it's a, it's a heist. heist. I, have, <laughs> I, have I no actually answer. didn't get it 30 times by the will I knocked it chain lightning four times in a row on a surprise round while flat footed. <laughs> who is who is this character right here? That's me. Hi. Oh fuck. You have the highest touch AC out of Bunny though, so Who is who is this fella? Moi. Hello moi. And, and I know it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Blue is going to attack Lucy, and then I assume this is Trexton, because it's a weird gnome smoking. Um, Red is is going to attack Trexton, so uh, it's a touch attack, so that's going to target your uh, touch AC. Oh, Jesus, I remember this. (laughs) How do you think I fell for the past year? Okay, first for Lucy, uh, does a 35 hit? (laughs) Wait, no. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, take three electricity damage. Oh, shockingly low. Uh, does a 29 hit, Trexton? Mm, my touch AC. 
Yes. Now I add my fortitude and no, my charisma to that, right? No, your touch AC should be its own little box on the character sheet. Yeah, I see it. It's not a very it's not a very high number though. And then take ten electricity damage. Oh what does that and mean? You take that means you take damage. Sure, but I like and then uh, two attacks on uh, old Anagallis. <laughs> I love that name. I hate it with all of my heart. Is this just the first centipede still? Uh, no, they they only get one attack. Okay. Despite Derek's intense fear of these, they are not that high of a CR level. This is twenty-seven hit your touch AC. Yeah, of fucking course it does. Who the fuck is Take it's eleven. Got one attack no, an eleven life. does not. Take, no, take eleven oh. electricity damage. Damn it! <laughs> now for the other one's attack, does a twenty-six hit your touch AC? A fucking course it does. <laughs> it takes thirteen electricity damage. Wait, you said electric damage? Yeah. Uh, Sam, they hit me. It feels like it all went through. All right. Oh no! The rogue without electricity resistance. Uh, what I a shitty so. build. <laughs> Uh, I have electricity resistance. Edgar. <laughs> Edgar is going to cast a spell. The vibrating air goes by again. I cast a spell on you. Y'all are hasty. Uh, that was my oh. concentration check. I rolled a 32, which for a third level spell is a 21. So I beat it. Hell yeah. Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> uh, um, I, what the fuck is your name again, William? Just call me fuck. Jahachthal! What would you like to do, William? Did you give William decision paralysis again? I think so. <laughs> no, yeah. do we that to him. God, this has happened so many times. I think. This maybe. is why I play a fighter. Yeah, honestly, fighters are easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to step and up here so that it doesn't hit Truxton. Or the mysterious thieving man. I'm gonna use shadow evocation to hit these people with a fireball. Let me double check to make sure what shadow evocation does for my. Before he does that, do we get like a check to know these things are the magic? I was about to say you might make me an uh, uh, the dungeon. Or... It would be which nobody has. So, uh, uh, you your rogue has dungeoneering. I got 15 ranks and I rolled a four. <laughs> Also, Edgar has dungeoneering. By 15 ranks, I mean 10 ranks. Well, then roll me a dungeoneering, Edgar and... I'll assist. Edgar, you know that they are immune to all magic. I'll just turn everybody. Well, I'll just turn invisible and fuck off then. Do you have magic missile? Nope, sorry. say magic missile and maze. Oh, yeah, hit up with maze. My favorite stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Are you packing that one, wizard? (laughs) Are you packing that one? Who the fuck is wasting a maze spell on Will of Wisps? <laughs> they're funny. Sometimes you just really need to get rid of them. Wait, uh, if they're immune to magic, why can they be hit by a magic missile? Is it because it's force? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it's because magic missile always is. No, magic missile on. I don't suppose we've hit any of them yet, have we? No, no they got to go first. <laughs> Which is kind of like they go last, but we have a, they had a surprise round. All right. I am a 10th level caster, so this actually does a little bit of damage. Um. I guess on orange there. Okay. Hit him with that spice. Roll that damage. Pop that pussy. 17. <laughs> and I stepped over here, uh, removing my invisibility. Now I'm very sad. That's my turn. That's what he... 
Oh my gosh, you were here the whole time. Anagallis. Uh, all right, fucker. Which which one poked me? Uh, orange and green. Okay, I'm going for orange. Okay. You fuck. Does a thirty hit? Uh, yes. It'll take uh, twelve piercing. Does a sixteen hit? No. Uh, right. Uh, sure, question hey, with with my uh, very good. Then I will attempt. Then I will attempt. Well, first I'll get my bonus attack off. Does a thirty-one hit? Yes. For eleven magical piercing, which that does heal me up pretty good, actually. I'll I'll do that math after the fact. Um, it I is miss. dying. It's dying. Yeah, it's just dead. It's zero hit points. Very good. And then I will five foot step next to the wizard. Psychic. Driver. Five foot step up. Why would you go uh, there? I'm gonna kill him. You could go here, and you got flanking. Okay. Dumbass. <laughs> If I go here here, when I kill blue, I can go after red. Alright, sounds good to me. I'll five foot step up to get flanking on the blue one and then just full attack. Sounds good. Uh, If this is anything like last time, here comes three natural ones. One could only help. Uh, It's your words. So it's a 39 hit. Sure does. Why do you have a great sword but your token is fist? I didn't think you did damage damage. <laughs> no, this, this was my, my slapdash character design that could only come from Derek. My my token is sexy Hitmonchan. <laughs> why would you? Why didn't you draw a little like greatsword on there so that I wouldn't I'm be going. like he's a yeah, Derek, you're with a low damage out? Yeah, you're a bad what? friend. Why did I pay for? Why did I pay for seven years of you art know, school? I will have to say I did pressure him unjustly into going there instead of up one. Can you write on that, please? <laughs> it's my fault. But I might not hit with the 37. 37 hits. Uh, 31 damage on blue and then a 30... 29. Yeah, that hits. 31 on blue. Super, man. You yeah. kill blue. Okay, and then haste on red. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> uh, yeah, that natural, natural one, one sure ain't gonna hit. Uh, cool. pull, out the f- pull out the fumble cards we said we were using for Derek. <laughs> uh, Truxton Pendleton It is your turn uh, Alright well, I'm gonna study this One, two Hold on, these are actually millipedes Friends I've been fighting the wrong creatures the whole time Truxton he thought a much more sober voice <laughs> Fellas uh, Okay, first attack is a 19 Oof uh, that's not gonna hit. That's, that's a also one. a natural one. Jesus Christ, I stabbed myself in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, Truxton remembers Navi for some oh. reason. I rolled a five, a one, and a three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you get one more attack from haste. Okay. Yeah, 16 won't hit either. Sorry. Jesus. And neither one. <laughs> Look at two! <laughs> it's like you fucking took up all the good numbers, Sam. I rolled a one, a three, a two, and a three. And a four! Oh my happening. god. It's happening I again. I think something is wrong with roll twenty. No. Um, no. This is justice. One is going to go after Anagallis, and one yeah, is you- going to go after Truxton. Uh, first one for Anagallis. Does a 28... 28- Eight hits your touch AC. I'm gonna yes. assume yes. Silent yes. Mm. Of course it does. Sound like a fucking horse. Uh, ten electricity damage. Ow. 
<laughs> uh, and then Truxton does the 35 hit your touch AC. <laughs> what the fuck do you think? How come I can't roll this high with Cyrix? Yeah. With Cyrix, well, you're you saying you accidentally logged into Derek's yeah. roll 20 and you have DM cheats. Yeah. Up. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Because with Cyrix, you can't use slash DM roll. <laughs> All right. I'll fucking stream my screen, prove it to y'all. Uh, you I take mean, 11 electricity damage, Truxton. Fuck. I make one attack with the ghost and I roll natural one on it. And all of a sudden, I'm cheating. <laughs> Edgar. We can make love if we try. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Pathfinder 1E cantrips are amazing. So I'm going to take a step here, and then I'm going to cast a uh, telekinetic projectile at... But it's not magic. It's just throwing a rock at it. Okay. Does a 17 hit. No. All right, finger guns. I'm done. They almost took a D6. <laughs> <laughs> Jahakul. Got it. I have to roll the hit. That's that's for green. Green. Nineteen damage on green. You you figured out your ultimate strategy, Will. Just shimmy and slide and fire guns. Just, just whatever you do, avoid dice rolls. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Anagallis. Is it still alive? Oh yeah. Green Why the red. fuck do you all run away? A five foot step. Okay. And go for a stab. Okay. Full attack, motherfucker. Does a 21 hit? No. Does a 31 hit? 12 piercing damage, please. Does a third does a 30 does a 30 confirm? Yeah. <laughs> Get fucked, you little piece of shit. 22 piercing damage on the crit. And it dies. That's how you do it, gentlemen. Uh Liv Shriver. Oh, this one's still alive. Oh shit. <laughs> I think it would be funny to uh, delay for Truxton, but I'll <laughs> uh, reds up. Oh, full attack. <laughs> Does the 35 confirm? Jesus. Sure God damn. <laughs> 70 points of damage. So you just take your greatsword and like slice into this will o wisp. And like, you know, normally, because they're like made up of souls. So normally, when all of the other ones have died, you know, it's like the, the light has kind of filtered away in, in little bits until it's, like, dissolved. This thing just instantly gone. Like, your sword touches it, and it's just not there anymore. I Dork. Tip my, I tip my hat to you, my mentally limited friend. I have a 12 wisdom, dick. I went to Harvard. I cast invisibility on myself. So you all keep continuing down this cave? Wait, hold on. Is there any loot on the corpse? No. <laughs> Yeah. Well, bring bring one of those skulls along just in case. I'll, I'll pocket a skull of a dead will-o'-wisp. So you took the, the right path that tilted downwards um, yeah. into this kind of like swampy area. Uh, once you pass the, you know, once you get over the combat with the will-o'-wisps, if you keep continuing down, it just uh, turns into like more and more natural um, like underground marsh area rather than um, the more like man-made caves that you've come through, like the the underground caves you have been in, haven't been like super fancy, like carved or anything, but they have definitely been like created and shaped by um, people. Whereas the deeper you get in this hallway that you're walking down, it just seems to become more and more like part of nature. Ooh, scary! 
Um, does, this, does this mean we'll be using knowledge nature instead of knowledge engineering down here? I mean, do you keep going? Do we keep there going? are there were two other paths up top that you guys did not take. Well, we haven't reached a dead end yet, have we? No. We'll finish checking out this path. I mean, there's no reason. Um, so you continue onward? Of course. Oh, uh, well, survival. Oh, fuck. A 19 untrained. Hey. Not it. Oh. 25. Who's a dumbass now, bitch? You have ranks in it, though, you loser. I got that with literally zero trading or forethought. I bet you gave your money to a school, didn't you? As you start, as you kind of like go more and more into this uh, um, cavern, you realize it is almost at like a, a dead end. Like it, there's like a waterfall dripping down that if you try and climb up, it's just a, a hole that is not big enough for anyone to fit through. Um, that obviously leads outside some power else the water wouldn't be getting down here um but if you're you know you're using your survival skills to kind of wander through this swampy marsh down below and realize that you've been it's actually a live that realizes you all have been kind of going in circles and it is just this very large cavern that the only entrance is the the one that you came in everybody anogalus has us going in circles uh you know what let's see if you know where i am bitch because i've been hiding behind you this whole time Let's try one of the other holes, I guess. I guess we're going on. So there were uh, two other hallways. Uh, the middle one, or two other like stretches of cave. Uh, the middle one, which seemed fairly silent and just stretched on straight ahead into the darkness. And the one that veered off towards the left, in which there were like loud uh, clicking and mechanical noises coming from. Well, I've always wanted to kill something that's clockwork. Let's go to the mechanical noise. As you start walking down the path, how are you? How are you all walking? What's, uh, what's how, the march? Well, what, what are you? Fast, slow, stealthy, observant? Like what's, uh, I'll, what's I've been uh, guys? I'll, well, we have an invisible person, so I guess him and I would probably stealth ahead about twenty to thirty feet. I'm also invisible, by the way. Oh, well, the, I'm the not three stealthy, of us. I just want to get seen. So it's just the sexy Hitmonchan and it's gnome that's blitzed out of his mind on ketamine walking down the hallway <laughs> bro where did the others go yeah I'll, I'll stay a little ways back I, I a little ways fast. well let's sneak ahead I suppose um as you are all walking go ahead and make me either perception checks or knowledge engineering checks mm-hmm. are any of you dwarves Perception for 11. You know. We already did that campaign. Perception oh, there's another for one. I got a 15 with a 1. Uh, Anna Gallus, you yes. notice that like the clicking noise seems to be getting louder and louder. And you notice two things at the same time. It's a bomb! Yes, you do see a giant nuclear bomb. <laughs> I'll be taking that. You see like this weird... Okay, so have you ever seen Toy Story? And you know that like weird fucking creature that the evil kid made that had like a doll head that was missing one eye and then a bunch of uh, metal spider legs. That was my first boner. So yeah, it kind of looks <laughs> like that, but except there is a metal skull instead of like a baby doll head. Um, and it's hovering over like these spidery metallic legs um, rather <clears> than, you know, 
screwed on. Uh, so you see one of those crawling around, but you also, the second thing you notice is that there is a suspicious crack above the ceiling, <laughs> right where y'all are about to walk. Now how the fuck can I see above the ceiling? Well, in the ceiling, sorry. <laughs> above your head on the ceiling. I'm taking the piss, mate. I don't have tracing. Um... Somebody called me an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what now? What do I think I know about that crack? Um, the crack it's, itself. Yeah, something's gonna come out of it and try to kill us. Uh, I mean, with that perception check, you would make the assumption that it's pretty weak and could easily cave in. And it's right above the the spider demon. No, the spider demon is past the crack. It's about like five feet in front of y'all. So like, there's y'all five feet front of you above is the crack and then about 30 to 40 feet ahead is this creepy spider thing it's mechanical clicking and clacking and crawling all along the walls uh you want to roll me uh knowledge engineering or knowledge dungeoneering 28 dungeon uh you know that this is a gear ghost and they are creatures, uh, they're mechanical creatures that create <coughs> traps to uh, protect things. Are, um, they immune, are they immune to precision damage? They are not, I believe, but I, I don't quite think you get what I'm to explain to you here. The crack in the wall's a trap, so we shouldn't go that way. No, we should throw a bomb at it. Gina! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you for picking up on my uh, puzzle for toddlers, Derek. Um, yeah, I, if this was fifth edition, I'd give you inspiration. I mean, I'll take it anyway. It doesn't work in Pathfinder. So, do we feel like this crack, this trap crack, would only uh, activate if we were to say attack it or manipulate it, or that it's going to pop open no matter what? You have a feeling that the gear ghost can manipulate the trap. But if we just kill the gear ghost, sure, go ahead. You can go first. I mean, explain. Disarm the trap? Do I? Can I dis, uh, dispel it? Dispel the mechanical trap. Do it. I thought it was. It's not mechanical. The gear what? ghost is mechanical. But the trap it, it is, is. It is a construct that has made a trap, and that trap is mechanical. I, I'm just asking because I can. Dis, I have dispel magic, and that's how you get rid of magic traps. Is dispel magic. So otherwise, you use my gingerly fingers. Yeah, or we could just send one of these people in to activate it and hope for the best. It didn't work that's, out for Penny, but... That's a good point, Barbarian. No. <laughs> um, go ahead. You, you said you had disabled device. Someone? I mean, I do. I had to get, is, is it on the ceiling? Because I am three feet tall. Uh, um, the I, ceiling is being held up by, by, by walls, so you could... Like, the bare face walls and then climb on the flat. You, you think I've got slippers yeah. of spider climbing? Because I, hey, I got no idea. You guys want to hotbox the shit out of this room? That'll get no. up down. No. Nah, the answer is that is yes. I could cast fly on you. Like I could also throw him into it. That would bring me pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> this is an evil but campaign. That's all the table. It's being braced up by walls, and and you know there are some like wooden beams there. Like you could potentially, like with a disabled device check, find a way to like wiggle the wooden beams so that they are not as um uh, so that if it did things did cave in, it would be quite as drastic. Oh, I mean, I guess I can do that. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me a disabled device. Check. Do I have to stealth into the room first so it doesn't see me? It's already seen. Do you have a buff with dexterity? No, of course I do. I was gonna buff you with a the, but my buff doesn't work if you have a belt. Right, right. 
All right, I'm going in. Disable device. Ah, 31. Excellent. It's DC 25. Um, I would have failed if I... Actually, I could not have failed that check. You really couldn't have. I'm uh, glad you can go to your one job. I, I when you play a rogue, you know what you're getting into, okay? <laughs> okay, um, so you have disabled the... Or not disabled the trap, but made it much harder for the gear ghost to trigger. Um, and he continues to skitter off down the hallway away from y'all. Hey, come back, you fuck. Do you, do you follow him? Yes. Wait, do we follow him? Yeah, I guess. With caution, of course. He's probably rigged this entire hallway. How lovely. Let us go. We only have three more tunnels after, two more tunnels after this one. We best start skedaddling. Off we go. Charge. We walk. Yeah, we should also be have our eyes peeled for more traps. Uh, go ahead and meet, you know, you guys... As you walk ahead, you still hear the skittering um, further in the distance. It looks like that. Uh, it sounds like that gear ghost is just absolutely booking it. And uh, everyone go ahead and roll me perception checks. I will never be a Skatari. I will be 28. Same. Uh, you do not notice any. I got a natural 20 for 25. Uh, but what? yeah, y'all don't notice anything. I, I, I like, listen very closely. And I take my, like, dagger out, and I start carving my ear and start undoing a few of the lobes as the the blood starts to form into extending my ears, and my ears darken, turning bat-like black. And uh, I now have echolocation active, so. Okay, you see, that's pretty fucked up, but I do like it. Rest in peace, Screech. You are fucked up. Please. Oh, as, I know. As you continue to walk down this hallway, it kind of goes in these like twists and turns and seems to be like at, once you kind of go down just a little bit, there's almost like this curve that seems to be wrapping you towards, almost like you're doing a U-turn back towards where you came from. But it is an entirely different tunnel. I'm going to need all of y'all to go ahead and make another perception check. Oh, well, that was a seven. I do have blind sight and a 40 feet uh, range. Okay. Um, well, then you see a trap. Drahach doesn't, but uh, Anagallis, Liv, and then Edgar with blind sight. Uh, you all see a trap. Okay, that's right. Um, in the like sides of the walls, natural cracks of stone that are not the type of cave and crack you met earlier. Um, you can tell that there are like bolts within the walls that um, be triggered by stepping on a particular um, pressure plate, and they would pop out and shoot everybody. And a gallus, I assume, see those. Oh, of course. Let me get my pitons out. I can fix this. I'll just lean back against this wall and step on this strange-looking. Very good. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll me a disabled device check. Hiya! Oh gosh, awful. Just for twenty eight. Um, you managed to like pluck out each one of the bolts from the uh, very well hidden cracks, uh, and so when Edgar, haha, crack. Uh, so when Edgar like leans on the pressure plate, you hear like the click of like gears trying to shoot but there there's no ammo in there to uh rain hell upon you uh, i apologize to my fellow players in this game and also to the listening audience i'm being a total dumbass we're not under threat i should just take 10 all of my disabled device checks uh, i'm very foolish um because at this point y'all, y'all have lost gear ghosts so i'll always remember him as you continue back along the path you notice 
that it seems to be uh, reaching a dead end. Make me one last perception check. Good God. My eyes, they hurt. A lot of, a lot of looking. 18. 20. Oh. Jesus, Drock. <laughs> well, the only person who sees it is Edgar with the true sight. You see a small door uh, that is flush with the stone in the wall. If only we would have brought dwarves. There's That's a racist. hidden door in this wall here. And I point at it. Oh, you can't see me. I can't, I end my visibility. It's over there. And then I reactivate it with the ring. Fuck you. <laughs> so cool. What do y'all well, oh, How do we open the secret door? Check it for traps. Oh, I guess. I mean, roll perception, but with the Edgar's blind sight, it doesn't appear to be trapped. All right. Then I will, uh, is it locked? Do you try to open it? Is it, uh, yes. It opens. Is there a trap on the other side of the door? Like perhaps a bucket of cold water sitting on top of the door frame? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't think blindsight lets me see traps. Just so we're ah, well, everybody roll perception, <laughs> so I can tell you that there is no trap. On yeah, the so trap. blindsight is really good, but if something's behind cover, it's still hidden, right? It's just not like you can gotcha. see in perfect darkness. Well, no, I can. I can see things behind cover. Can't with blindsight. Yeah, it bounces off the walls. What? Really? It's not It's not line of sight, right? Because sound is like pressure of, you know what I mean? Oh, wait, oh, are, you using, are you using echolocation? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought you had blind sight as blind sight, not... Which okay. also would have allowed me to see things behind cover, but... Is that actually true? Yeah. yeah. This makes invisibility and concealment irrelevant to the creature with blind sight. How the fuck? I mean, uh, okay, I mean, shit. That's really good. So, as you all enter... It's a fairly dark, small room. Do you all have dark vision? I do. Anyone else? I, think I, I do, do have a location. Okay. Well, we we also do have a uh, a, a, a we have the we have the light on live. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, in the dim light, you see uh, this appears to be almost like a storage room. Uh, there are a variety of different shelves. And on one of the shelves is the Fei Fang sword, which you have been sent to retrieve with its uh, jagged green edges. Hey, you with the eyes, you with the old magical sniff, if you know what I mean. There he is. Let's. Which, which one of us would be holding the plant sword? Keep in mind, I do have a handy hat for a sec. I, I would have voted for the rogue to hold the the item that we don't want stolen. <laughs> Fair. You know what I mean. Like, it takes it takes a bitch to know a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I already drew it on my character token, though. I, I don't think you were using that one. You can't just self-insert yourself using these swords because you're a GM dirt. So, I mean, you can. Well, we swap the sword. Okay. You also. Uh, you think I, you think you think I swap it with the real sword? You fool! Yes, I do swap it with the real sword. Yeah, because we're required to by by law of this 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 game. I really don't want to. I want to double cross everybody if I can, but. I, I would do it with you, bro. You'd be like, can we just lie and say we did it? And, and, I, and I would be like, oh, that's smart. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Suck my uh, dick, Hilarion. <laughs> so this storage room you're in, it's not like you just entered a closet where all three walls, you know, like there's the door and then three walls. There are two walls, um, you know, one on either side that have all the shelves of items, but it stretches back into just a blackness into a huge empty cavern. That checks out. 
What a strange place. Are you stealthing? I am. I'm always stealthing. Throw me those. Throw me that group stealth check. Well, fuck. Well, I could I could bring the average up. I do get my bonus from being invisible. Uh, invisibility, that's a 33. Without my invisibility, that's an 11. Loxton. <laughs> Lightning crashes, all mother dies. Hey, blue colored eyes. Does anybody uh, investigate further into the dark cavern? No, I think we do the, the swap and then we leave, right? There might oh. be other treasure. Oh, don't I say that to I don't go for the extra treasure. I do the job and I leave. You can read is what oh, a straight a straight edge thief, I see. Oh, I wouldn't say straight edge. Oh. If there was oh. a gold purring, or if there was a coin purse to grab, I would grab it. But that tavern that cavern over there is terrifying. Also, we were supposed to swap out this sword. We're doing like a reverse theft thing here. We disturb this place, they might catch on that the sword's been meddled with before employer wanted that. Oh, yeah, you make, a, you make making good points. You make a good point. So I open up my handy haversack, pull out the quote unquote the plant sword, grab it, swap it out real quick, like with the uh, with the axe with the sword here to steal. And you know what? I'm trying to show us all sleight of hand that to make it really fast. Oh, god, uh, 46 is a human within 20 feet of me. Um. And I'll swap them out and put the uh, the target sword back in my handy haversack. Or did I? If I, because of my detect thoughts, I know you did it. But otherwise, I do. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I want to know. I can't roll that high. Um. <laughs> I got fast hands. Ask your mother. Oh. How do you all start? How do you all leave? Just the way you uh, came. Well, hold on, Truxton. I thought you had a celebratory gift for us all. Let's wait until we're away from this cavern. All right. As we as we're about to leave, I cast silence, and that way we're quiet as we're walking. Okay. Where do you teleport to? I don't actually teleport. I don't have teleport. Okay. I definitely <laughs> couldn't do it if he's silenced. Your mother's house. <laughs> um. We'll just, we'll just walk out. We'll go through, up. Uh, whenever we get to the front area where I know there are people, I'll cast invisibility on everybody. Absolutely. Um, as you all start walking back. That's my job. You hear a gun. If, <laughs> if it's that fucking dryad, I swear to God, I will kill him and end that royal lineage. Almost as if someone said to just leave him alone last week. Huh? I'm sorry for doing the right thing. Has a chaotic evil character. Interesting. Um, <laughs> as we're all walking. Don't get snippy with me. <laughs> I have a heart, goddammit. Releasing them could cause more chaos. I know. You... Reach the area where the dryads were imprisoned, and there is an entire host of faith. And as you approach, they rush you. Whoa, hold on! Surrounding you. Oh, come on! And the the head dryad that you released is there. Oh, that bitch! <laughs> staring blankly towards you. Blankly. Blankly. As if. As if what? As as if they've been interrogated? Maybe. Yeah, checks out. All right. Uh, you've all been surrounded by guards. You all have I'll knives. Shit again. You all have knives to your throat. You know, I'm invisible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they have sea invisibility, so they're gonna 
Yeah, presumably some of them. Don't worry. I'll. I, this is just a misunderstanding. I'll take care of it. Um, and the group of Fay, uh, one of which is a, a tall gentleman, um, he looks at you all and he says, I know you stole something. I quietly put up my hand and, and go on invisible. If I may, a previous expedition to your cave was successful, but as to not gather the ire of you, hired to put the real sword back and take the fake one away. Oh my god, that doesn't require a bluff check, because that's, that's the fucking truth. Well, at least part of it might be. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, if anything, are here reconciling for whoever our benefactor is. We don't know. And them stealing from you. Um, actually, uh, actually, I was kidnapped by the barbarian. He raises an eyebrow and he's like, let me show you. Be that as it may, we're still going to kill you all. We're in a small cavern. There's dripping from the ceiling. Drip, drip, drip. And the only other sound you hear is the sound of a woman weeping. As the camera pans, we see young Eleanor, Teresia's sister, tied up to the wall in this chamber. She doesn't seem to be physically injured in any way, but she's emotionally and mentally broken. A small pebble from the ceiling falls and lands in her hair. She unfortunately can't really use her hands to get it out, so she starts kind of just as a reflex shaking. And as she does, she hears a voice. My dear, there's no need to do that. You'll want that to be there for a little while. And she she kind of like becomes more alert and starts looking around. She doesn't see anyone. Oh, I'm not there. I apologize. This is probably the first time you've ever actually heard my real voice. Though you've spoken to me many times. Shall shall again? Yes, my dear. There will come a time where you will be freed from your bounds here. You must be patient. You must do this for me. It will come. You will be free and you will have an opportunity to fix the heart of the one you love. Truxton Pendleton. What? No, just kidding. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> that must be like, what the fuck? Yeah, at first I was going to accuse you of, of killing the lesbian. Now I'm going to accuse you of erasing the lesbian, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that stone, as long as it's in your possession, uh, will let you recall a very, very old story. It's sort of programmed into the stone. If you can ever get it into your hand, that might be easier, but the hair will work for now. The Shoanti, hundreds of years ago, had a tale the snake and the stick. The snake was always to fight the stick, but neither would ever win. The stick was unyielding. 
couldn't do damage. The snake couldn't do damage to the stick. Of course, these this story evolved, and it eventually became the snake and the club, and then the club and the blade. And it made its way to Varesia and Thassalon and Taldor, to the Ulfin tribes, to the Mwangi Expanse, to Tian Sha, and the story morphed into a more accurate representation of what it truly meant. Listen to this story as it is presented in the voices of hundreds who have told it before, and your mission, my dear, will become clear. Things are bad where we are, where I am. I'm sure you felt it. Just know it's not over yet. And you, of course, will have your role to play. Focus, study, listen, and you will make your way, my dear. Stay strong. And Shellian drifts off, and Eleanor kind of <clears throat> is crying a little deeper. Maybe because she feels hopeless. Maybe because this is the first time in a month that she's actually felt hope but she focuses her mental energies on the stone and she hears a voice of a storyteller from a hundred years ago children children sit down sit down i have a, a fun little story to tell you this one is the story of the dancing glaive the flensing chain and the merciful blade and that's the end of our broadcast week. Oh, I see how it is. Don't, don't, don't. Who took my sister from the woods? What? Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Nobody took anybody. podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.